0: this is going to be the market review for January the 10th. So we've got three of them to do. We've got the weekly review and we've also have the fourth quarter number. So we have the fourth quarter review to do. And since the fourth quarter is the last quarter, we also have the annual review to do. So (laughs) we've got quite a few of them here starting out with the weekly review. The Dow Jones shot beyond 29,000 for the first time on Friday, but it retreated a little bit. So it actually ended, you know, a little less than 29,000. it it peaked over. It peaked peaked over it during the day, uh, Friday. Mm -hmm. So the current close is twenty eight thousand eight hundred twenty three for the Dow Jones. The S and P five hundred is at three thousand two hundred sixty five. Um, and then you have the small and U S. Uh, excuse me, small and international. were are both down for the week. The Dow and the S and P five hundred were both up for the week. The ten year Treasury is at one point eight two. So again, those are just the weekly numbers. What happened this past week uh, doesn't really make sense to do any year to date because not much time <laughs> has happened yet on the year to date. But let's go ahead and launch into our fourth quarter market summary. The U.S. market ended the fourth quarter up 9.1% for the quarter. To put that in context, the average quarterly return since 2001 is 2.1%. Wow. So the quarter earned nine instead of two, and uh, that is huge. Also, we could tie that into the – I'll go ahead and do the annual alongside that. The annual return for the U.S. market was thirty-one point zero two, so really strong for the year. But yeah, that fourth quarter is what gave a, a third of the entire return in that mm-hmm. in that fourth quarter. Moving on to the international stocks for the fourth quarter had a positive return of seven point eight six. Compare that to the average quarterly return since two thousand one of one point five. So again, way above average for the fourth quarter. Also, similar to U.S. market, the, the annual return was 22.49. So again, for the international, about a third of that return all occurred in that fourth quarter. Emerging markets up 11.84 for the quarter. So for the quarter, emerging markets did the best for yeah. sure. Um, however, if we look at on the annual basis between those three, emerging markets um, you know, did the worst. But the worst in this regard is an 18.42 positive oh, rate of return. So that's OK. <laughs> You know, but you can see that most of the return of the emerging markets eleven point eight four of the eighteen happened in that fourth quarter. So it's not spread out equally throughout the year or right. anything like that. You know, sometimes it. And that's why we say you cannot time the markets. That's you need right. To be in them and go through the, the ebbs and flows, the ups and downs, and make sure you take advantage of these quarters. Exactly right. Uh, global real estate. Here's an interesting one for you. For the fourth quarter, 0.8%. So less than a percent return. It was positive, but it was less than a percent. The average quarterly return is 2.6. So Mm. below average on that particular quarter. However, again, when we stretch it out to the yearly perspective, global real estate up 23.12%. So a very strong year for that, if we contrast that with the average annual return of 10.8, well, it was nearly double, you know, for for this particular year compared to the average annual return. Uh, finally, the U.S. bond market up 0.18 for the quarter, so you know, a whole lot of nothing there. Right. <laughs> um, average uh, quarterly return since 2001 is 1.2 on that. The annual return was positive, however, in the bond market 8.72. However, the um, average annual return is 4.7. So the bonds actually returned about double average this past year so in 2019. So across the board is just way above average. That's exactly right. And maybe that's where we'll conclude this um, review at is across the board, every asset class that we just discussed was not only positive but above average. We can contrast that with 2018, which is a unique year in that just about every asset class except for cash was in fact negative that mm-hmm. particular year. So, and that's why I mentioned earlier that when you look at, um, you know, maybe a, a return in terms of performance, you might want to use a three-year average mm-hmm. because if you do that, you're going to capture the great returns in 2019, the lousy returns in 2018, and then also what happened in 17. It really smooths it out just a little bit more to use three-year returns. But uh, either way, um, you know, 2019, Turned out to be a great year made up for those losses that occurred in 2018 and we're looking forward to 2020.